there. Welcome to episode 23 of the Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Podcast. And today uh, we're going to have a wonderful chat with uh, Jaime Thibdeur. I think I pronounced that right. And she's in Minnesota in the USA. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. And I hope you uh, enjoy it as much as uh, we enjoy doing these podcasts. Uh, here we go. Right, so uh, this afternoon I'm joined by Jamie Thibodeau from Minnesota in the USA. Uh, hi, hi, Jamie. Hey, how's it going? It's going really great. Good for a Monday. And yeah. It's a Monday before Christmas as well. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Anybody that's listening, um, we might get onto that a bit later on. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe because I know some of you, if you are tuning in straight away, kind of today or tomorrow, or over the Christmas period, uh, New Year, you might be struggling a little bit. So, hopefully, we can try and lift your spirits. Right. So, uh, Jamie's very kindly um, given her time uh, today to uh, to have a chat with us, because uh, the more I think we share our experiences, uh, the better. So, Jamie, would you um, mind by starting off and telling us a little bit about your injury, your injuries, and, and what happened? Please? Yeah, um, and uh, just circling back to the holidays, yeah, um, this is a really important time, so we'll definitely mm. need to touch on that, but um, right. yeah. My name is Jamie Thibodeau, and I live in northern Minnesota. Um, I got my injury in January 2015 playing ice hockey. Um, yeah, I, I played ice hockey for decades. Um, I played for the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and as an adult, I, you know, I, I just loved the game and kept yeah. playing the mm-hmm. sport. Um and I'd received several injuries from it, but um, I, and I, you know, I'd hit my head before, but never really gotten a concussion no. that I had known about. Okay. Um, but I actually, uh, in the January of 2015, I fell head first into the boards in such a manner that you see on replay tapes of nasty falls that, of hockey players that have yeah. you know, either severed their, you know, spinal cord or whatever. So I was very lucky that it was just a, a concussion. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. So that was, I mean, were you unconscious from that? or Surprisingly not. Um, just, right. And... I just remember feeling this extreme amount of rage, <laughs> the person okay. that was oh. involved. Yeah, um, right. So somebody shoved you in there, basically. He, he, yeah, he kind of held my hands and I fell and couldn't protect myself. Mm. There was a lot of, um, you know, there's mm. a holding uh, penalty in hockey and that's the kind of the main reason why that exists is so that you can protect yourself as they're falling. Yeah, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't know that I had seriously hurt myself that badly for at least a week before the symptoms started to slowly creep in. Hmm. That's strange to get a a, a delay that, you know, kind of a delay in onset. I remember mine were just like next morning. I was like on another planet. 
Did, did, really? Yeah, yeah, and that was only kind of my ultimate. Well, it was two in ten minutes, um, but yeah, a, a lot of people I talked to said yeah straight away. They were kind of like within a day or so, you feel a bit drunk or kind of like weird for a day or so, and then bang, it all starts. Yeah, um, and I think I had some symptoms right away. It was like rage, um, well, that's not a- not really like a. I mean, like even like the next you know couple of days, I I did notice a little bit of vision and headachey stuff, but it wasn't yeah. extreme until at least a week. I guess uh, I mean it's it's quite a human kind of thing to feel. Yeah, you're going to be angry. You're going to be upset. You're going to be emotional about something like that especially in, you know in a game um but yeah it, it seems like that that emotion might have covered up some of the symptoms maybe or i think so um yeah. typically in my life when i have issues help wise they never present as normal <laughs> oh right yeah <laughs> well I, so, I know how that feels <laughs> yeah and they say that women experience concussion differently than men and i wonder if some yeah. of that is the case that occurred with me. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I was. Sorry, go on. I was angry not just about the event, but about everything. I seem to remember mm. there's a hole in our floor. <clears throat> uh, my husband and I, um, because I had wanted to pull down like a little radio clock from up above the fridge, and I didn't know yeah. that there was this weird antenna thing with it the antenna thing cut me a little bit and i spiked it on the ground (laughs) Uh, this was like two days later and there's a hole in our floor now from that (laughs) oh dear right okay (laughs) no i I kind of understand what you're saying because for me how i felt that this worked was uh, post-injury my coordination had gone and uh, my ability to judge things uh, slightly had gone like, you know, kind of distance between objects and stuff. So I'd end up like mm. whacking myself and, you know, kind of like, ow, you know, bruising, ended up with little bruises and stuff all the time. And I'd get mad, like you said. I'd get like, you know, mm-hmm. ow, you know, take it out on the door or whatever they hit you. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. but I think to, to get past that, yeah, you can, you can get, um, I'm not quite sure how, how you'd express the symptom, but it's kind of like some some kind of um, emotional lability where, yeah, you get yeah. U- upset over really silly things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. going back to your injury, so you, you're about a week in. What did you do at that point? Did you go to see somebody? Yeah, within a day or two, I knew that I had a concussion, and I, I went and saw my just general practitioner, and he said, you could take some time off of work or not. And I had, mm. I had, uh, you know, I just had some, um, some time off of work. Maybe, uh, I, I'm not sure why I didn't take time off of work. I mm. should have. Yeah. I continued to work and, um, he said, just take it easy. Don't do a whole lot of stuff, you know, like mm. stop working out for a while and don't go play hockey again. And, mm. Um, and then I slowly started to get sicker, um, a little bit more vision stuff. Yeah. I, I felt, 
and this is another strange one, but I felt like it, it, it kind of felt like I had the flu for a while. Like it just, uh, um, yeah, kind of dizzy a little bit, but not real dizzy. Like I felt like I could still walk, but yeah. I just felt a little out of it and really tired. Yeah, fatigued and a bit, yeah. a bit dehumanized as well, where you kind of like don't feel quite like a normal per- person or whatever. Right. And then within the next year, it just kept spiraling out okay. of control into worse and worse symptoms. Um, I, I, mm. My main issue was heart rate. Um, okay. I had uh, this pounding that would happen in my, in my head and neck and heart. Yeah. Um, when I would try to sleep at night and I would, I would have the, the, um, this heart rate and pounding and, um, shakiness, mm. um, when exposed to fluorescent lighting. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, it was, um, and just, I just felt like I couldn't really function very well and I would get, I mm-hmm. still had that flu like symptom um and i would just feel awful um i uh i mean it's hard to describe when you're in it you're just so sick and then you go to a doctor and you try to tell them about it and there's no label that they can put on these things right yeah they're searching for labels oh yeah yeah and um and my i went to um first doctor I saw was you know in sports medicine a supposed concussion specialist and okay. he said that my symptoms were not typical concussion symptoms and he wanted to refer me to a psychiatrist oh damn me no right yeah. <laughs> here we go uh, denial yeah. yeah medical denial right um if you just didn't really understand no. that things can be different for different people. Um, Yeah, sure. um, And then I I did seek out other care. Um, I saw a, the very first sort of concussionese person other than that person. I I saw, I did see a neurologist and they were, he was a very nice man, but he was not very helpful. Um, Yeah. I did see, and then I I went to a functional neurological chiropractor. Okay, yeah. That was that was the first time I had started to understand that this this whole disease is something that is really not well understood by the traditional medical community, and she no. helped me challenge that or help me think along that line of challenging the medical community and thinking outside of the lines of what, you know, they, they traditionally do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it, I think we, particularly with functional medicine, the more, the more I kind of look into this and, and see how it, it's basically like being a detective is functional medicine rather than just, uh, uh, using these kind of toxic chemical drugs to cover up one symptom or uh, in overload a symptom uh, that never actually gets to healing the person. They look backwards uh, through your history 
uh, you know, because some, some people may have had an underlying kind of dormant condition like inflammation or inflammation in the gut before they had a concussion. So mm-hmm. I've got a lot of respect for the, the kind of the functional medicinal uh, kind of field as well. All the, the, the functional medicinal doctors and therapists I've, I've spoken to and talked to, um, they know what they're talking about and they don't dismiss people ever. Right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> sorry, was there something, was there something you, you were taking at the time to help with symptoms or did they give you something or, or did you find anything yourself? So what, what the traditional medicine uh, providers um, didn't offer any real medicine, medication because they didn't really know what to do with me as far as, okay. well, I, I did see a, I did see a um, cardiologist at one point and they did offer me uh, beta blockers and oh, <laughs> for my heart issues and yeah. I, I did. I still have a prescription for it, but I only take it if I'm like, you know, really desperate. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. You'd have to be. Yeah, um, it it really didn't make me feel. I mean, it felt like my heart was sort of this big hunk of jello moving blood around when I took it, and that yeah. didn't really feel safe either to me. No. Anyway, it didn't seem to feel normal no um so i i i still to this day have a prescription for it but i'll take it like if i have something really stressful that i know i have to go to and my symptoms okay. have really decreased um so now it it works for me if i have like i had a um for example, I had a legal case where I had to do, I had to testify um, on the phone or whatever, and yeah, um, okay. I I took that beforehand just so that I could function. Okay, I yeah, yeah, usually okay. just um, try to avoid taking that altogether, but um, yeah. yeah. So, but. The the other the other things that I I tried um, the functional neurological chiropractor um, she helped me she helped to teach me that you know we need to be looking beyond the black box of your brain yes and you can use things outside of the black box of your brain mm-hmm. to influence your brain yeah um, but at the same time while she was passionate and very well informed um i felt like she was making me sicker ah <laughs> uh, right yeah this is i mean this is something i had this discussion with a friend the other day uh, you know kind of her daughter's only young but going through all kinds of chronic issues and um she was asked she was saying about homeopathy and, and like natural naturopathic medicine and stuff and i, I was trying to explain to her saying well if you imagine, like, if, if you're taking Western drugs, you know, prescription drugs, it's like uh, every time you get a symptom that comes up, that symptom's a message from your body or from your nervous system saying, hey, I, I'm struggling with this, you really need to do something to heal this. But what we do mm-hmm. is we, we take the drug and it's like putting wallpaper over a crack in the wall or like a picture on the wall. Imagine, you know, wallpapering over a picture or a drawing on the wall. And then you take another medication, that's another layer of wallpaper. Before you know, you've got all these layers built up 
between you and the actual symptoms or causes. But with right. with uh, functional and natural natural naturopathic medicine, it's like well, actually, you're going to have to be really brave, and it's going to take some time because then you've got to peel all those layers off one by one and deal with everything underneath. So it, it can take, and a lot of people give up very quickly, uh, unfortunately, because they feel themselves getting worse, or they're like, I don't like this, this isn't pleasant, this isn't like normal medicine I'm used to. And they then go, well, actually, you know, this is too uncomfortable. Uh, and it, it can, you know, depending on, you know, what what's wrong with you. But sometimes right. you can kind of like unpick several things and then they all come at you at once and it feels like you're under attack. Uh, well, in my case, um, I, I and I agree 100% that if you take something to mask your symptoms, you can't use your symptoms as no. guideposts, you know? True, yeah. And, and so what I discovered with her was that she didn't really understand fully what was going on with me and was making me sicker. But because I was getting sicker, I was able to figure that out. And so I went another way. Um, So she, she kept saying that my brain was the issue, you know, that, um, that I, that she was trying to retrain my brain. And, um, after some time, I started to do more research. I'm an ecologist by trade. Oh, and okay. so I started to research, um, you know, what what are some of the things that, you know, these more progressive traditional medicine is doing. And one of those things mm. was the con- Buffalo Concussion Protocol. Oh, yes. Which yeah. is... A- yeah, which is exercise-based um, yes. gradual return to play. Yeah. And I had not been exposed to that. You know, um, I had gone to the Mayo Clinic. I had gone to, you know, right. a neurologist. I had, uh-huh. you know, been a, it, to this functional neurological chiropractor. And, and you know, I, I found this Buffalo Concussion Protocol, which is kind of more on the cutting edge, cutting edge of um of traditional medicine and I'm like okay well, is, well yeah. let's dig into that let's see what they're doing there right. so I found their peer-reviewed journal article on what their their treatment protocol is for mm-hmm. people with concussion yeah and what it is it's not simply just keep exercising until you can return to play it, there's no. a whole um flow chart that they have in this journal article that yes. that is like, well, can you get your heart rate up to 80% of your max heart mm-hmm. rate? Mm-hmm. Well, so that's like the first step. If you can't, then you likely are still suffering from some brain stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and or your VO2 max is, or CO2 max is what they said. Yeah. Um, well, if, if you can, then perhaps there is something else going on Hmm. that you have healed from your brain stuff and that you need to be looking elsewhere to treat the patient. And that's where I fell on their flow chart of treatment. And so, um, and I would say that knowing what I know now, that even if you fail, it's always helpful to treat the body to help 
Yes. The brain. Yes. I mean, that, yeah, you've hit, and I've, I've heard and read about the buffalo um, method, as they call it. I've, I've, I did about 10 years ago. I started buying medical books. <laughs> so I thought, I've got no, oh, wow. no, no real kind of education. Uh, but there's one that's really good if you can get into that, which is uh, just called Maltraumatic Brain Injury and Post Concussion Syndrome. And it's by uh, a really smart chap called Michael A. McCrea. And he's one of the, uh, I think he was a contributor at Buffalo at some point. Uh, but yeah, I think it sounds like what they're doing is kind of almost like a new paradigm in, in healing, a new way of, look, of looking at things. And, uh, you know, it seems mainly to be open to sports people. And we do have things like that over here in the UK, but uh, you have to pay privately and they're very expensive. Um, right. I live in northern Minnesota and I don't have access to, you know, I mean, I, I went to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, yeah. but mm-hmm. um, I must have gotten their C team because they weren't, they did all these tests on me. Mm-hmm. And you can't see the individual nerves. They tried to do tests on all the, you know, on your individual cranial nerves and stuff. Oh, okay. and, and after, I didn't understand what all these tests were about. And after a while, yeah. I started to, you know, um, I, uh, by this time I had found the, um, your, your uh, Facebook group. So these, your Facebook group um, really helped me to start, you know, researching these things. Yeah. And um, so the, um, the, looking at the concussion I think somebody had said the concussion buffalo protocol in the group yeah. or yeah, it got me it got me connected with brain line or, or mm-hmm. um, what have you but um, these uh, the the buffalo concussion protocol and using you know your symptoms to guide you is so much yeah. easier than dealing with all these tests of Um, with these cranial nerve tests Mm. that the Mayo Clinic and um, various other um, organizations were doing um, to me and finding, they were all finding nothing. Mm. Um, Nothing was wrong, but clearly there's still something wrong. And and if you read the literature, I I don't know um, who the authors of the the Buffalo Concussion Protocol, um, their proposed treatment flowchart, yeah. was but I basically followed what their um, what their article said which is if you could get up to 80% of your VO2 max or yeah. CO2 max um, <clears throat> that that there's something else going on and it could be either your neck or your vision um, mm. and um, you know a whole gamut of things that yeah. that could be an issue and that's where that's where I started to have my aha moments yeah, that, that was um, Eureka. Yeah. yeah, I remember just being in so much misery one night. I was sleeping on um, a recliner because I couldn't sleep in bed anymore. Oh, dear. Yeah, um, with the high heart rates and all that, and um, be sitting, trying to sleep in this recliner, and um, and trying desperately to find a comfortable position where I could actually get some sleep. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't and, it? And, yeah. Um, I, I, 
I found this one crazy position <laughs> where I felt everything turn off. Right, my okay. heart stopped beating really loudly. I felt my digestion move. Yeah. And it felt like I was Superman when he discovered he could fly. <laughs> <laughs> Super, Superwoman. <laughs> I wonder what. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it strange how, like, you have to, in some respects, following a brain injury, you have to relearn life to a large extent. And, and sometimes, you, yeah, you become like, oh, my God, I've transformed into this different person. What does this person need? What do they want? What do they like? So, yeah, mm -hmm. sleep can be a tricky one. All right, okay, so um, yeah, I think it's John Lady at Buffalo uh, is the other neurologist I'm, I'm not I was it Michael Liddy? one or the other <laughs> um, okay but yeah it sounds like they they have a lot of success with people because they are very adaptive to to different uh, things not just looking at like you say you know um, a lot of modern medicine they just kind of like shine the spotlight on the brain it's got to be the brain mm -hmm. and they're doing all these tests and things we've got diffusion tensor imaging uh mri all, all kinds of there's about seven or eight different types of brain scanner you can use so they probably shine in the spotlight and then probably ignoring the fact that you know your spine or your neck you could have some uh, historical like suboxulation movement in your, your spinal column that actually once you had your concussion it just tipped you over the edge and that's exactly what happened right, for so, me yeah so where did you go next and how did you did you look at um having chiropractic you know uh, things uh, with your neck yeah so that aha moment um of being on the in the recliner and and being able to shut off some of my worst mm. symptoms um I, it's got to be something with my spine like apparently i wiggled my way into a into a position where my nerves actually work. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, I started seeing a chiropractor, uh, just a regular chiropractor, because yeah. my functional neurological chiropractor was like a three-hour drive away, oh, and right, she wasn't yeah. helping me, and she was making me sicker. Mm, yeah. um, and um, so I did try um, going to this fancy clinic in Canada, um, MMTR, uh, MyoWorks, it's also known as, right, okay. where they give you these stretching protocol and they hook you up to this um, fancy machine that loosens your muscles right. and whatnot. Mm. Um, and That's... that actually... Um, didn't work for me um, right. because it was I think I was I think it was too extreme for my situation and I had more going on than just my neck even yeah um, your neck is you know your whole body's connected and so mm -hmm. um, they were so to this point I had only seen people it, it's kind of almost like I went from you know I was working my way down from my head down through my neck. You know, yeah, I had, uh -huh. people were looking at my brain and then they were, I did see a, um, a vision specialist. She was looking at my eyes and, mm. you know, they tested all my cranial nerves and the, at Mayo. And then I was seeing, um, uh, seeing this clinic in Canada, um, about my neck, but 
Um, it wasn't until I went to a lady, uh, my chiropractor referred me to a physical therapist in um, it right in my hometown um, that really? was trained by mm. uh, the Postural Restoration Institute. Um, mm. She's a, just a regular physical therapist, but she has a specialty training um, that I realized that um, we had to go whole body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, My first day yeah. that I saw her, um, I, she gave me a couple of exercises and um, she mm. said, you're really sick. Right. And that was the first time I had seen somebody that had said, you know what, I see how sick you are just by looking at you. Yeah, right, so that must have been a relief in some ways. Yeah, she um, tested my body's form to see how well my, um, you know, how well my my body was doing as far as like where my femurs fully seated in their socket in the hip, yeah, um, uh-huh. and same with my humerus bones right. and uh, various other tests, and she could see how sick I was just by looking at the form of my body. Oh, yeah, that sounds very thorough as well, but that's good. Yeah. Okay, so... And she, she told me, I told her I was, my one of my biggest symptoms was not being able to sleep, mm. and she, the first day that I saw her, she said, and I told her that, she gave me this position to sleep in <coughs> that I had been, you know, since I had my aha moment on the mm. recliner, I had been spending every night like an hour trying to wiggle into that perfect position (laughs) and she told me right there without me having a conversation with her about it yeah what the position was and why it worked right fantastic so you 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 kind of instinctively (laughs) i think we do this more than we know i think we instinctively like some kind of part of us finds a way to cope even if you can't really explain it, like a chiropractor would say, oh yeah, it, because it works for X, Y, Z reasons. But you end up kind of sometimes stumbling onto things and finding things. Um, right, so did you, did you have many treatments before you started to feel better? Or was it a... Well, I, so I had my injury in 2015 and I started mm. with postural restoration and almost exactly a year later um i've for me every year anniversary i try to layer on something new or take the next big step um so around january 2016 is when i started um the postural restoration physical therapy Mm -hmm. um just a note it's totally different from traditional physical therapy i'd gone to traditional physical therapy for my neck and it is way different um i've been doing postural restoration since january of 2016 it's um it's so it's not a quick answer no but i had some fairly extreme issues um it was probably about a year, maybe a year and a half before I felt really a whole lot better. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Like I was, you know, not experiencing symptoms every night. Right. So like, um, 
I mean, the, within the first six weeks, I knew that it was that was getting me better, and I could feel improvement. Yeah. It was just that um, by a year and a half, I could sleep without having high heart rates, like uh, at all. Yeah, like it was just gone. Wow, fantastic. So, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think when uh, in 2011, whenever it was, I completely gave up on all kind of the medical profession over here. I went to see a Bowen Technique therapist, um, Dr. Alison Merrick, and she's going to be on a podcast soon. She's she's agreed to maybe do one or two, uh, and she does. Uh, it came from Australia originally, and it's a similar thing where I had to we had to work at that for just over a year uh, before I started getting some improvements but after that it made a massive difference um, yeah so yeah I guess it, 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 there's something to be said what you kind of realize like you said you realized that, that yeah this is actually helping me gradually and that's when you, you you truly commit to something whereas before you'd had the other functional chiropractor and she just wasn't taking you the right way okay so um were there anything that did you do? You, or do you still take anything natural to help you? Or you know, like some people have, like Novosol curcumin, Amiga oils, or different stuff. Well, I'm still seeing, still doing my um, physical therapy, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, I do mm-hmm. Pilates. That helps me a lot. Okay, um, yeah. it's very similar to postural restoration. Right. Um, yeah. So those two things are sort of my healing um that's what i do to help myself the most mm-hmm. um and um sometimes i'll do uh uh it's sort of a meditative movement called feldenkrais therapy oh yes i've heard of that yeah yeah, yeah. um where i try to it's it's less of a treatment and more trying to figure out what my next steps are for getting my body in a better form. Yeah. Um, but as far as supplements go, I really benefit from um, salt pills. Salt pills? I, uh, oh. Salt pills. Oh. Um, I'm not heard of that. I have mild, <laughs> I still have a little bit of mild heart rate variability. Yeah. And the, um, Salt helps to increase your blood volume. Okay, so right, I see. So there, is that like just normal rock salt, or, or kind of salt from, or is it a special kind? Sorry, excuse my ignorance. Um, <laughs> no, um, just inquisitive. So there's a, a condition if you know if you're new to the brain injury world and you're still trying to figure things out and you find yourself having heart rate issues. There's um, it, p- people frequently have a condition called dysautonomia, which is a yes. dysregulation of the uh-huh. autonomic system. Yeah. And dysautonomia international recommends, you know, ingestion of salty snacks and foods, but right. I, um, and I, to increase blood volume, but I found the mm. easiest thing to make sure that I get enough salt every day is to take, um, buffered salt pills. Um, they, mm. you can take rock salt, but I guess it's just a little bit more troublesome getting it all, yeah. you know, enough salt. Yeah, in the right and quantities. And then some people experience some 
um, stomach discomfort from the salt. Right, yeah, sure. Or, or dehydration as well, yeah. I guess. Mm -hmm. Right, so buffered salt. Right, I'm going to have to look into that because I'm always learning every day. Um, yeah, yeah. That's interesting, yeah. Um, but I guess um, I, I've, been, I've been in the past, I've taken tissue salts, which is not quite the same, but uh, you know, like Schlu we have something over here, I think they come from Austria or Germany, uh, Schlusser uh, tissue salts, which are kind of homeopathic and everybody has a specific type like you, you, you kind of body type, or you, um, uh, you know, you, you psychological, emotional makeup as well. So there's about, I think there's twelve different types, um, and there's one you know, to suit everybody. I think mine's number six. I think it's uh, something like that. But yeah, so now that's fascinating about the, the buffer salt. I'll look into that. Um, so is there anything else that you use regularly, like CBD oil or anything like that, or is that just about it? Um. I really, so the, yeah, the CBD oil um, is real expensive, and I've yeah. tried it, um, probably not in enough quantity to really experience yeah. much benefit. Yeah, it, it is something you've got to correctly dose. Uh, I think we, we got it back here, we were lucky, we, it became legal back here in 2013, so I was taking it up till about 2016, when, and I couldn't afford it after that. <laughs> it was just too expensive. Um, but yeah, it did. The only thing. Sorry. Oh, the only thing that really got me, um, you know, that that was like an oil type thing is yeah. um, high levels of fish oil. When I first got my injury, oh, yeah, and I still take pretty high levels of fish oil yeah and that that is something that uh, to anybody that's just been injured as well if you're listening I, I had a lady from canada tweet me the other day uh lily and she was saying i'll just give her a mention uh, she might be listening um and she said she had an injury six weeks ago concussion and uh she said you know i'm taking i think she said she was taking novosol curcumin and a couple of other things uh and i think she was having arnica for the bruising and the swelling as well and I said, you need to get some of that Nordic fish oil, you know, the, the capsules or something similar. Yeah. Now, uh, that is a really, really important part of healing a brain because that stuff crosses the blood-brain barrier, of course, uh, the EPA and DHA in there. It's vital to get that to your brain. Um, now, going back to in this year to, I think it was March time, uh, maybe end of March, I, had, I did have another concussion uh, hit the top of my head because I'm like six foot two and a half or something. Uh, I was in this place where they had like, low, you know, the wooden beams that we do here in England, very quaint. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I whacked, the, the lighting was bad. I whacked the top of my head on the wooden beam. And Jamie, I tell you, I did, oh. I did see stars. You know, when they say you see like little stars and birds flying around. And I was like, oh, and that's the last thing I need. And... Uh, Luckily, by this point, I, I developed this protocol to heal a concussion within a week or so. Um, so, yeah, for anyone, anyone listening, and like exactly the same as I said to this lady in Canada, Lily, um, Arnica at the right doses, research it, find the doses. Uh, Novosol curcumin, which is curcuminoids, polyphenols, to reduce inflammation. And then your Nordic or, you know, Omega fish oil capsules. Um, there's a few other things as well, like sound and, and, and things to help, but you, you can you can heal a concussion surprisingly quickly, um, no matter uh, even if it's quite seemingly quite bad. 
Um, but people yeah. people don't know this. You don't know this, and I didn't know this. I, I'd had uh, eight eight concussions since two thousand and six to to this year, so I didn't know this until I I started to do all all the research work. Um, so you you taking the Amiga, the Amiga oils? Um, yeah. I, um. I first started with the, I guess you've probably heard of it, the brain injury fish omega-3 protocol. Yeah. It's quite yeah. high levels. Uh-huh. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is something that, yeah, it, it's indisputable that it, that it does work. Um, and because it gets into the brain, then, you know, that those that, that can help uh, repair the brain. Another thing I've mentioned uh, two or three times uh, when I've been chatting with people in podcasts, uh, and one I've been taking for about a month now, and I think this is this stuff is just truly superb. It's really sharpened my brain, my old brain up, uh, which is lion's mane mushroom. No, oh, uh, I haven't tried that. It's, it grows in Japan, and if you if you go and people go and Google the image for lion's mane mushroom, it, it it literally looks like a hanging basket, like this kind of mushroom fungus that that hangs from trees. And uh, they discovered it by accident. There was this one region in Japan. Roll of people, well, I don't know if they were short of food or something, but they were eating this lion's mane, and they found that the people there were were kind of a lot happier and kind of um, just just smarter in general, and kind of a lot, uh, you know, that their brains worked better, and they traced it back and they did all the, you know, what they like in Japan, very meticulous. They did all the studies and things, and they realised that it's full of like brain regenerating uh, phytochemicals. This mushroom. Wow. So lion's mane. It's not expensive either, and I think I'm in my third or fourth week of taking it, and I literally I noticed a difference within a few days, Jamie. I nice. uh, I, I was starting to think, wow, I can think really fast and quite clearly, and before whereas I might have kind of sometimes stumbled over my words a bit or kind of been lost for a certain word uh, I'd be able to find it a lot quicker so I think it helps with what they call neurogenesis um, so yeah cool. so yeah have a look for lion's mane mushrooms right okay one of the things Sorry, that on. I did in my um, reading and research was that uh, people are becoming more susceptible to concussions because of yes. modern diets don't yeah. contain the nutrients that we no. um, that we need for that, our brain. That's a really good and point. We're, yeah, we're exposed to more chemicals too. Yeah. Oh God. Um, yeah. Well, it comes. Unfortunately, it comes from all angles. We're under attack, aren't we? Right. We are better these days. And, and th- thank you for raising that about diet because I don't. I don't. Well, I hear kind of stories about some of the kind of dietary or lack of dietary kind of nutrition in America and places, other places. But I don't think it's particularly great anywhere, unless you live somewhere where, you know, there's a tradition of, of kind of farming your own food and, you know, eating well. Mm-hmm. Um, I also take really high quality B vitamins. Oh, um, yeah. That's another good that, one. Yeah, that's been really helpful for me. Um, Mm. You know, I'm not sure how, how, like, what exactly it's done for my brain, but I know that it's helpful for my body, and what's helpful for my body is helpful for my brain. Um, yeah. The bread in the United States, I'm not sure about in Europe, but it is fortified with a synthetic B vitamin. Is it? Um, called folic acid. Oh, yeah. It's required to be 
um, yeah. fortified. Right. That's is a it? synthetic C vitamin, and not everyone can absorb that. Um, no. Especially people with, you know, any kind of stress on their body, you need the, you know, the easiest, most pure yeah. form of a vitamin possible. Right. So, so I switched my. Um, I was taking D vitamins because you know you see in the concussion forums that that, that that's good. But yeah. look at your B vitamin. If it says folic acid on it, throw it away. It should say folate from this really long word that I don't have memorized. Oh yes, yeah, it shouldn't yeah. be folic acid. Folic right. acid is a synthetic form, and it can yes. actually inhibit your absorption of the natural B vitamins. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good advice. Thank you, Jamie. Um, yeah, I, I agree with high high strength B vitamins. I take a complex. It's just like one big pill every day, and it's got way over the RDA with a lot of them, like B12 and methylcobalamin B12 as well. But what I found, particularly with B vitamins, is it not only strengthens and fortifies your central nervous system, but it, it actually uh, emotionally strengthens your nerves and prevents anxiety as well. Mm. Uh, so if you are listening to this, yeah, you, yeah. Might, you might think, oh yeah, B vitamins, vitamins, yeah, vitamins are no good. But actually, if you get that super, super strong B complex, all those work together in, in a really fine balance. And... Uh, I've noticed this myself. I've, I've like suffered with anxiety, even even because I have fibromyalgia as well, and that that sometimes it just comes on just for no reason, no or no perceptible reason. And when I'd forgotten, I stopped taking these B B vitamin pills every day, started them again, and within a day or two, the anxiety is kind of like gone down the road. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a good one. Nice. Um, I think yeah. yeah. Sorry, go on. The the other thing that have you tried the ketogenic diet? I yes, I I'm on it now. Extremely helpful. I'm on it now. Extremely helpful. I'm doing I'm doing it now <laughs> because. Nice. I'm, sorry, go on. Is it? How long have you been on it for? Well, uh, in back in, I think, what was it, the end of October, start of November, I started uh, making GC Math yogurt, um, and I started then because I'd been vegetarian for years, but I've, I've, I've been on it fully since then, because I also have food intolerances from gut problems from the past, and I also have histamine intolerance. So the list of things I can eat and drink is basically only goes within a ketogenic diet anyway. Um, so mm -hmm. for, for instance, uh, I don't drink any caffeine. I can't even drink green tea because it's a histamine liberator. Uh, there's certain f fruits and things are difficult so basically I just drink water <laughs> and um, I, I eat yeah, greens every night which is part of the protocol with, with GC Math is to repair slowly to gradually rebuild your gut and the microbiome uh, and all the good uh, happy flora in there so that your immune system can start to repair itself in order to do that you need to have like asparagus, spinach, leafy greens okra green vegetables along with a little bit of fish a little bit of meat white meat um and you know kind of generally a ket what is a, ket a ketogenic diet uh so yeah. so yeah that's good that's going really well and i'm actually enjoying it 
and I'm starting to lose some weight as well, which is really good. Um, so yeah, again, people listening, yeah, uh, look into, uh, there's plenty of videos on YouTube. Uh, can't think of the people's names right now, but uh, I think Dr. Sarah Myhill is very good. She's a, a British functional doctor. Uh, but there's, there's a few others that talk about ketogenic diet uh, as well. So uh, I, I, I was going to say I had to go off of it because of, um, right. <clears throat> well, I, I, I kind of do intermittent fasting now. I supplementing yeah. with the fat. I think, I think it was deficient in fat. <laughs> okay. Right. No, that's, well, that's something you can, you can, sometimes you, you, your body, like my body was saying to me, I did 16 years vegetarian and then all of a sudden last year, uh, there was something screaming out to me. You need to start eating meat and stuff again. Uh, and when I yeah. did, when I did, Jamie, I put over two. I put two and a half stone on in a few months, and I, oh, I, wow. I got a little bit sick from it because my body don't think was used to it. And uh, then I stopped again. And then I got on the learned about GCMF and doing the, the protocol and a diet. So I started again, but I'll only have like you know what fish or or uh, you know chicken nothing nothing red meat um mm -hmm. so right so you found you were fat deficient and then you you had to make an adjustment again yeah i <clears throat> i can no longer just put um coconut oil in my coffee like i was doing right. um that bothers my stomach now okay. um but I do try to incorporate large amounts of butter or whatever into my diet now. Yeah. And I'll do intermittent fasting. Um, yeah. Basically by skipping breakfast um, a couple days a week. Right, okay. Um, but I, I no longer do, um, I'll do like a low carb day or two, but yeah. I no longer do the full ketogenic diet. But I, I had a, have had blood sugar issues since, right. you know, okay. college. So, yeah, and I, I no longer really feel like I have that anymore. Oh, well, that's good. So, and that's really good for your brain. Okay. Yeah. 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 Definitely good. So, it, with with the fasting, have you done like full days fasting or three day fast? Anything no, like? um, I've done <laughs> like. Um, occasionally, usually I just, what I do is I'll, you know, stop eating at like eight and then I'll not eat again until like one or two, um, yeah. okay. you know, stop eating at 8 PM and then, um, yeah. and then occasionally I'll just like skip a lunch or something. And I used to never be able to do that and yeah. like survive. <laughs> <laughs> right. See, yeah. Cause we, we kind of, we raised and, and with this kind of like pattern of eating at set times, certain times. Um, I mean, I'm, I'll shock you now because I only eat one meal a day in the evening Whoa. about like, six o'clock and I've done that for about six years now. Uh, and that's perfect for me because it, I, I have like weak, my body has weak acid processing in the morning and afternoon. Uh, so if I eat something then I'll get like crippling heartburn or I like just feel like the wind's been knocked out of my sails. But I have enough energy to go the whole day and I, I don't just eat one huge meal at night I just have a normal meal that uh, a normal you know you'd have um, and <laughs> this will shock you even more uh, I've just I've just today started a three-day fast and I do that regularly oh my goodness 
yeah it's not <laughs> i know <laughs> don't don't get don't get um too you know kind of uh, distraught with that but it's actually really really good for you uh in three days you can reset your whole immune system by giving it that break uh and they're doing this now um the science has caught up uh, and they're doing this now for cancer patients they have a three-day fast before they start any chemotherapy or radi radiotherapy because it, it really gives the immune system a massive boost to be able to kind of kick the cancer out uh so there, wow. you, there you go <laughs> until you you're speechless at that but um yeah so i i have i don't recommend that for everybody Sorry. Yeah, I have a friend who struggles from severe food intolerances and yeah. severe pain, and um, she does similar yeah. things. I never really met anyone that else that has done yeah. <laughs> done that quite extreme of dieting. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, I, I don't at the moment. I don't. I, I don't touch sugar at all. Uh, I mean, like my, the intolerances mm -hmm. I had is like anything with that's baked, with or anything with yeast, gluten, uh, certain foods and things that I just can't have. But yeah, I still have a varied diet because I'm a pretty good cook and and you know, I make make you know, a variety of food. But you have to be very creative as well, uh, I think. But I, I wouldn't kind of just suggest to anybody that they try and do a three day fast without kind of preparing properly and reading up on things as well uh, but once you know how how to do it it actually gives you a tr tremendous boost of energy uh, by doing it it's, mm -hmm. it it's really weird you know and you feel like cleansed because your body's having a rest and it's like all these things that your stomach and your gut are just like it's almost as if it's saying thank you to you thank you for giving me a break <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah um right so um yeah, and we, well, yeah. Again, we were going to just uh, mention Christmas time and New Year time as well, uh, just just to break things up a little bit. Um, it's uh, a difficult time of year for a lot of people um, for different reasons. I think some people will have become isolated from family or friends, e even if they are still living with other people, you know, family and friends or so on. Um, but others may be surrounded by people and still kind of feel really uncomfortable or out of place um what, what do you think I, I mean how do you cope with this time of year obviously you've, you've got you know your, your husband and, and family around you i hope yeah so i live you know away from family in this climate in northern minnesota and when yeah, yeah right now my i i'm consider myself hmm, 85 to 90 percent recovered so mm. i don't really struggle um but the first you know that first year the yeah. second year it was just so hard right. so hard um yeah. being on a different schedule is really i i can't stress enough um maintaining your sleep schedule is really important yeah um if even if you feel like you can be social yeah. Make sure you keep on your same sleep schedule, um, yes. especially if sleeping is one of the main struggles that you have. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, and then having escape locations, if you if you feel like you can be um, social, 
Yeah. Uh, having a place to retreat to is really important. And, yeah. and before you even go to someone else's house or have someone come to your house, make it clear that mm. you may disappear for possibly <laughs> long stretches of time. Yeah. That, that's and they're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's good advice. Yeah. Um, yeah, because especially if you go to somebody else's house and, you know, depending if the family or not, they may or may not understand to a degree. But, yeah, if you tell them, you know, this is why, then, you know, I guess people will be all right with that, you know, generally. Yeah, and usually, like, mm. even if you can explain it, just say something very um, ambiguous that, that just, like, my brain needs a break or whatever for... Yeah a set amount of time and having somebody that understands with you if you can do that for me it was sort of my husband he didn't really understand but he didn't want the consequences of what the aftermath of me not taking care of myself so he helped to um kind of be the bouncer basically (laughs) like nope she's going in the bedroom and we'll see her when she comes out yeah see you in an hour or whatever but I think it's very, very yeah, it's, that's really good. And, and you can kind of try and manage it with people by saying, you know, I want to be at my best while I'm having this kind of special time with you over the holidays. So if I do need to just take time out, half an hour, an hour or something, uh, I, I'm, I'm just doing it so I can be at the best I can be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Always travel with pillows. You're on pillows. pillows from your bed. <laughs> yeah. That's because... Brain injuries always have a neck component, and inevitably, if you're traveling or whatever, don't have, don't carry. If you're in the depths of the sickest you can ever be, don't carry anything. Make somebody else carry everything, and bring your own pillow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need a pillow bearer. Somebody to do that. That's good advice as well. Um, I mean, there's. I think for, for different people, um, there's sometimes, I know, what what can make things worse is people kind of fear this time of year and they're, they're anxious before it's even happened as well. Um, you know, pe- people can think, well, I, I, you know, that, that can then create more anxiety and then, you know, kind of unconsciously then it all gets worse or it gets too much for them, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, one thing I found useful in the past, uh, not I don't use it so much now, but I used to use like uh, rescue remedy bite flower uh, if I was in a situation like that where, you know, I, I just love a few drops under my tongue. And, uh, but I guess there's, there's a few different remedies like that. Rhodiola as well, it's good for calming the nerves hmm. in social situations. Um, yeah, valerian root is helpful yeah. for sleeping if you have anxiety. Yeah, I used to use that, get that in a tincture and they put uh, hops in with it as well, which was made it kind of easier for you to get off to sleep. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. but, but that is something that you can take through the day uh, if you are really, really anxious as well. Um, but always always check any like contraindications if you are on any, any medications as well. Um, mm-hmm. Right, so yeah, if you, if you are kind of listening to this this time of year and it's still Christmas while you're listening to this then yeah um, that's that's some good advice from Jamie as well all right okay so um, where where are we at so yeah you say you're about 85 and 90 percent recovered now Jamie yeah that's, that's I mean good. I've been 
holding I, I said that maybe a year ago but now I've gotten better since then so right, yeah. uh, but I still feel like I'm there I just yeah. am always a work in progress I always know that there's <laughs> another step yeah, yeah that, that's that's good as well um, if, if you can kind of judge it and, and you know say I'm around about this kind of mark um, then you know I think you know your own progress in terms of what you can do now versus what you couldn't do three years ago uh, really right okay so um, right so so what are you up to these days and, and uh, in, in terms of getting back on with your life are you still playing hockey no uh, there's no hockey for no. me. <laughs> Didn't think um, so, no. I, I did get away with going cross-country skiing yesterday. My husband had oh, been yeah. telling me that he might not let me. <laughs> the bubble wrap didn't extend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, right, so you, you're still reasonably active. That's good as well. Um, I don't yeah, think... Yeah, I've been tr- trying to rebuild my strength, really. I mean, yeah, yeah I was a very physical um, mm. person and worked out a lot, um, obviously playing college hockey it was i valued my strength and um and ability to to do um you know various physical activities and stuff so i've been really working on my strength this year Um, yeah good my sort of focus in addition to um i i did get a shoulder surgery which has helped me with my neck oh yeah, Um, yeah yeah i've been trying to rehab that Right, good. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's like you're on the mend. Wow, that, mm-hmm. that's fun, fantastic. I don't think you'd ever get me on ice again or on a pair of skis or anything. <laughs> I just have, have a, a complete aversion to it now. You know, it's like no way would I put on a pair of ice skates or anything like that. You, you not not for all the all the tea in China. <laughs> yeah, I, I might go skating again, but I probably won't ever play hockey again. Actually, no, I say. No. Probably, and that would be a. I will never be playing hockey again. Hundred percent. Unless, yeah. Yeah. I I don't blame you. Something crazy happens where I have to save the world by playing hockey. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. Never say never. Well, let's let's hope we don't need saving that way. But you know, for your sake. Um, Right. So yeah, winter sports. I guess you. Yeah, we never get that that much snow over here generally. Although having said that, we're supposed to get a, be getting a six-week freeze coming in, so uh, you never oh. know. <laughs> we might get it um, unexpectedly. Um, right, okay, so uh, what was the other thing I, I needed to mention that was, I was going to ask you about? Um, yeah, you, you said you, uh, you did Pilates. Uh, have you ever meditated or uh, anything like that? Yeah, I, I took, there's, a, there's like a a free online uh, mindfulness course. It's like from the oh, yeah. hmm. Pulse Institute. Um, okay. And I, I took that and it, it's actually something fun that you can, maybe not fun, but it's something that you can do as an activity with a spouse or a sibling or a friend um, yeah. together. Yes. Um, this course. Hmm. I got about halfway through. Um, I didn't, I uh, honestly, I didn't complete it, and I have not been meditating um, lately. But I've just been realizing that I should get back into it. It's so helpful. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was lucky. Uh, my parents took me and my brothers to learn to meditate. I think I was only eight years old, so I've, I've been at it 
nearly four decades <laughs> and yeah wow. I, I kind of I did it for a while because it was like mantra meditation and I I, I I did it anyway and it was like I left it for a, a few years and then as a teenager life got quite difficult I took it up again and kind of like developed it um, so yeah I think meditation truly can help because as all the, the recent neurological uh, kind of brain science studies have shown when you go into meditation states, it's like a theta state or even, even gamma sometimes, your brain vibrates on different patterns, different frequencies. Uh, so it can really help with the healing of the brain. You might think people always say, you know, oh, meditation, but there's no proof of it. But well, there is now the scientific proof that it works uh, really, really amazingly well. So that was one thing that, that helped me kind of through the, the difficult years. Um, just like Reiki healing as well, that that helped on, on you know like a, another another way to save me from the the really bad depression and things when times got really tough, you know, when I ended up homeless and things. But the I, um, the physical therapy that I do is very similar in some ways to yeah meditation in a different way that you're focusing on a specific. It's all breathing based. Therapy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See what you mean, yeah. And but mm. it, it's less in your head and more you're looking to your body. So it, it really, um, I think that's when I stopped practicing right. meditation as much. Uh, um, it's sort of like a a body meditation. It's yes. It is similar to yoga in that way, but it's more targeted towards your body specifically. Yeah, that that's very powerful. It sounds a bit like uh, vipassana meditation, where you, uh, I did a like a ten. I think it was like a ten day. Uh, it's basically you, you don't talk at all. It's complete silence uh, for, and you, you kind of meditate in a group, large group. But it is it's specifically uh, similar to do with breathing and uh, turning attention inward to the body, as well to to uh, kind of re refocus consciousness. So that sounds similar to what, what you've just said. Um, and I found that amazing. I'd never kind of spent 10 days in complete silence. I'd spent days meditating before, but never that long. And uh, you, you kind of come out That's the other end. Yeah, but you come out, you go through kind of like a point where it's like, this is quite painful to do, you know, kind of like almost like your, your mind's rebelling, going, what the effing hell have you signed me up for? <laughs> And then you, you kind of get through it and you, you come out you into this like wide open space and it's like, whoa, this is absolutely beyond words. And by the end, mm. of, by the end of it, you've almost forgotten how to speak. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but um, again, that's, that's two different extremes. So, yeah, yeah. Med meditation, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm big into sound, uh, sound healing as well. Uh, different things and my dad is too my dad does healing too and he uses he has uh, all these different sets of tuning forks and those are really powerful you might think what tuning forks but there's like diff all different sizes on different specific frequencies and he did those for me when I was in the worst of my fibromyalgia and brain injury and they were really powerful I, I, you know it's only like a few seconds each one either side of your ears but that was tremendously powerful uh, well, each of your bones, I guess, have yeah. a vibration. Yeah, and and uh, also if if you've heard of the uh, Royal Rife and the Rife machine, 
Um, he was uh, around in the 1930s, and he, he developed some technology that was already there. And the Reich machine uses electronic frequencies. It, it kind of converts them into megahertz. Uh, so he, he worked out all the diseases and illnesses and even things like parasites, how to, to uh, with a lot of trial and error, him and his lab partner, worked out a frequency for every illness or set of frequencies, even for cancer. Uh, and you can use still use a Reich machine to uh, kind of attack a specific condition. Uh, so I've been very lucky to have one of those to use. A, a friend from South Africa lent me. Um, but you can do it with sound anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The um, the the people I had a physical therapist. She was one of the. I've seen a couple of them trained by the Postural Restoration Institute. Mm. She tried tuning forks on me. Um, oh, okay. For that exact reason, because there's some, especially when you're if your shoulders are turned and mm. hips are turned, and she wanted to get my right ear my head turned back over my right shoulder a little bit more. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, she suggested um, listening to music in my right ear yeah. of a, and to play around with various frequencies to see which one made me turn my head more. Right, And yeah. sure enough, there are some sounds. Usually it's closer to a whispering sound. Have you yeah. tried um, that um, ASMR music? The ASMR, ASMR videos on YouTube. Uh, is it binaural frequencies or it, isochronic? It, it's it's um specialty microphone that makes it sound sound like somebody's whispering in your ear. Oh right, no, or no. putting a tuning fork in your ear in mm. real life. But they're right. It's it's a it's a YouTube video. Oh, it's, what they're doing is they have these specialty microphones that yeah. the um, specialty recording, so it sounds mm. like. You have to listen with earbuds in. Oh but yeah, it yeah, sounds sure. Like they're right in your ear. Right. So ASMR. No, I've not heard of that. Thank you for the tip. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. But I, I would. You can find rife frequencies if, if people are listening to this as well. You can find rife frequencies similar on YouTube. And the great thing about YouTube at the moment is, yeah, all these kind of things are on there freely. Um, so, you know, you can find those. There's a one channel on YouTube. I'm going to give them a plug because they deserve it because they do it all for free. And I think it's called Spooky 2 Rife. Rife spelt R-I-F-E. Um, and those are really good. Those are like kind of first aid sound healing. They're only like five, ten minutes long each. But there's some for pain, for headaches, uh, for all, all... If you type in rife frequencies and then put the condition or the symptom afterwards, you, you, you're sure that something's going to come up because there's so many different frequencies that have been figured out. Right, so, right, yeah, I'm going to look, I'm going to look ASMR, MR up as ASMR. well. ASMR. ASMR, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, specific frequencies, uh, 432 hertz for general healing, uh, 174 megahertz for, for kind of like emotional healing and things as well. There's quite a few, like you say, if you look through there, you can find all sorts. Um, so don't. Cool, I'm writing yeah, this down. <laughs> yeah, so don't don't be. Um, you know, people are listening to this podcast. Don't be frightened to try these because they're not they're not going to cause any harm. They're not going to cause any kind of discomfort or anything. It's just uh, well, if you've got this tool freely available why not use it? You know, it makes sense. Exactly. And then by using it, you might actually discover 
that it does make a difference. Um, I think the future, particularly for the this new paradigm in medicine that's that's kind of forming at the moment, there's a massive place in there for both light and sound treatments. Um, I've seen uh, an article the other day of using green light, LED light for Alzheimer's and dementia uh, to help yeah. stimulate the, the brain back. But particularly with sound um, and frequency as well, uh, they can do brain surgery now using uh, kind of sonic sound waves alone. For people that have had really uh, deep tremor issues with tremors, they can't maybe can't hold a pen or even write their own name properly. And this is non-invasive. Uh, they're getting these treatments like half an hour, whatever it is. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what type of machine it is. I think it's based on some kind of ultrasonic wave, but it's sound frequency as well. And with each treatment, they can then uh, steady the hands or the the coordination. And they showed these people after two, three sessions being able to kind of sign their own name quite well. Uh, and I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> you know, this. Why did we not think of this before? Well, yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess in, in it, it may have been around before. People may have kind of harnessed it in maybe some ancient civilizations. But yeah, we, we're only kind of coming around now to say, well, actually, there's many, many different things you can use. Uh, but like Nikola Tesla said, if you want to understand the universe, think of it in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Everything comes under right. everything comes under one of those three categories, or more than one of those. So yeah, you, you can energetic medicine, as it's called, is going to be a big part of the future. I think. Some people will benefit just you know if you're listening at home, um, and you're having problems and you're trying to find answers and you don't maybe don't have much money but mm -hmm. um you can order like a kit of different shades of sunglasses with the different the, mm. basically the rainbow All right. and you might find that blue glasses help you feel calmer yeah well, that's a good point you've heard about this and I, I never actually tried it myself uh i still have some sensitivity to light but yeah the blue ones particularly yeah, that in my, I I wore blue glasses for like two years. Yeah, and these are just normal blue lenses, aren't they? Yep. You yeah. can go to. Uh, I think I got my first pair. Yeah. I mean, they were prescribed by a vision specialist, but right. Okay. Um. Well, he didn't know how long I would have to be wearing them, and he said, "Just go to like Gander, you know, like a." sporting goods store and get the yeah. shooting glasses for oh, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's America, right? So we have sporting <laughs> goods stores that sell guns. Anyway, you can nice. get a pair of shooting glasses that are just meant for basically eye safety and to take the edge off the sunlight. Yeah. Um, and they have different colors and one of uh -huh. them was blue. So I, um, yeah. Yeah. Blue's probably a pretty cool color as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe give, give that a try. It's probably shouldn't be too expensive. Um, and some people are yellow and pink yeah. or purple or gray, but a lot of people end up with blue. Yeah, blue, no, blue's a cool color for that for sunglasses. Different. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, so we've covered quite a bit of ground um, today, and you know, for people that are listening to these podcasts, um, I went through the, the stats the other day and. Uh, We've got a few listeners quite obviously in the normal places like USA and Canada and Britain 
um, Australia, New Zealand too. But then there's these other ones that keep popping up, and it's like across Europe, uh, Denmark and Holland, and then uh, Singapore and uh, Puerto Rico and kind of some places that you're like, wow, you know, fantastic. As long as an English wow. English speaking population, uh, it seems the sky's the limit. So uh, yeah, so far so good. Um, and obviously it's a special one today because it's um, the 23rd podcast on the 23rd. So yeah, I think that fits in with um, like the old, you know, 2323, <laughs> which I, I forget the meaning Congratulations yeah. on the 23 podcast. Yeah, well, it's, as long as it, people like it and, and we enjoy doing it, we'll keep on doing it. So, uh, you know, and I always say to people as well, if you are having difficulty sleeping, just put one of my podcasts on. You'll be off in no time. <laughs> really will half an hour you'll be out solid <laughs> like you look at like a snoring away <laughs> like a cat um right so <laughs> uh, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us um you know about your journey or kind of like what you any plans for the future jamie um no i mean i i i'm back to working full-time oh, good. um yeah. and i'm you know i've been able to to heal and i think you know, like you had said earlier on mm. in, the, in the beginning, is that a lot of people had something going on before their concussion. Yeah, and yeah, that's true. So trying to figure that out is really helpful in healing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and do, do you think that, obviously you said you'd had a few injuries and things before, and even if you banged your head a few times before, but never really been concussed. Do you think that all that, whatever suboxulation or whatever was going on in your spine and neck, was there at a very low level before, like a maybe inflammation or something as well? I think I had some extreme issues with my spine and yeah. uh, largely caused by my shoulder issue. Right. Um, and that. Uh, traditional medicine wasn't they just did x-rays and they said oh you have some bulging disc it's no problem like as long as you don't feel pain you're fine yeah um but you know all that stuff accumulates and you're there's a reason why your discs aren't supposed to bulge and that's that they compress the nerves. Yeah. So when I hit my head and your muscles go into spasm from the trauma, um, yeah, trying to trying to figure out um, all your old injuries and all your old health issues isn't a waste of time. It is very helpful to try and yeah. worm your way out of this situation. Yeah, yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that. The, the number of people that, that get in touch with me and uh, I, I ask them, you know, is how many injuries have you had? Is this, you know, post-concussion syndrome that's developed? Was there anything before and is it affecting you now? And nine times out of ten, they will say, Jamie, that, yeah, whatever I had before is now twice as bad or, or three times as bad or whatever. And I've got that on top, right. on top of the PCS. So, like, people who suffered previously, if they say if they only have one injury, uh, if they had, uh, say, migraines before or they had inflammation before but never really dealt with it, then guess what? PCS magnifies it to a level that it becomes intolerable where they're like then then they're not only struggling to deal with something like four up to 40 different symptoms from post-concussion syndrome 
but they're also struggling then because the either their immune system or the the guts inflamed or they've got inflammation elsewhere in the body or, or like with you in the, in the spine suboxulation or issues there and then everything's it's like a sea of symptoms literally uh, and then what happens to them usually they get hit with a load of prescription drugs and things and then you know mm-hmm. and then they they might think well like like I was at one time I look back Jamie I was on uh, before I, I really didn't know any better uh, I was kind of so desperate I was on about nine prescription drugs at one time uh, you know and it was like I, I didn't feel anything hardly <laughs> but I also didn't feel alive I didn't feel human uh, most mm-hmm. of the time and that's when people get stuck in a very it's kind of like getting stuck in I don't want to liken it to a spider's web but it's it's kind of like being stuck in in like treacle or something when you know you've got maybe historical issues and PCS and then you've got prescription drugs on top so you're kind of like stuck in a quicksand or something or kind of like in a in a swamp and it's so difficult to raise yourself up and lift yourself out of there I guess Right. And, you know, there are some, I'm not, uh, I, it's not that I don't take any medicine. It's that I'm trying really hard to not take medicine that can be treated through, through other means. And that should be, um, that will mask. I'm trying really hard to not take medicines that will mask symptoms that I need to yeah. help guide me to getting better, right? Yeah, you need to, work to experience on, yeah. sometimes, at least at a low level, your symptoms so that you can eventually figure yourself out. Agreed, 100%. And it's important as well just for me to restate the difference between mild traumatic brain injury and then the more severe traumatic and, and severely traumatic brain injuries because of the three categories. Uh, I would never ever say to anybody who'd had TBI or STBI that they shouldn't take medications or they should stay away because that's a whole different ball game. Uh, but as, yeah, you, as you know, yeah. in the groups, we, we've, we focus primarily on mild traumatic brain injury and post-concussion syndrome. But a lot of people in the groups do have the more serious, had a TBI or STBI, where they've been unconscious for ages or even in a coma or they've had a bad car crash or something where they've been really physically badly injured. So yeah, there is a is a there's an important uh, distinction there I want to make for people who are listening, because I don't want people sat at home thinking, oh, he's talking nonsense, <laughs> which <laughs> you, know, you can't not have medications. But yeah, I think for mild traumatic brain injury, it's been proven that medications, if taken beyond the short term, will definitely worsen and prolong post-concussion syndrome, um, and that's from the world leading experts like Michael McCrea. Yeah. Uh, and so on. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, if if you do need feel you need to take medications for a short term, or if you are kind of on a, a long term, uh, you know, path of healing, then obviously don't go against advice from your, your neurologist or your specialist. Um, right. So I, I think uh, I, I've got. To thank you finally for being so generous with your time, and especially at this time of year when I know people are busy as well, Jamie. Um, it's been really great to, to talk to you, and, and that's that's been really good fun. So yeah, you too. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. I mean, no, I, we need more people out there spreading the word of 
you know, holistic healing and, and figuring out, figuring these things out in a holistic, um, you know, uh, investigative manner. Yeah, definitely. And that is something which I think I've become a little bit obsessed with over the years because um, I don't know if you've you'd heard the podcast where I talked about what happened to me. I never saw a neurologist. I, I tried for nine years to get to see one. I never got to see a neurologist at all. Oh I never got treated in hospital or by a specialist or by a doctor or anybody. So you can imagine wow. why, why it went so wrong for me was after I had this, yeah. this two concussions in the space of 10 minutes and then kind of Ugh. went back to work and then couldn't do the job I was doing, uh, got demoted and got, they kind of like uh, suspended me on my birthday and kind of like made it really difficult and then I quit. Wow. And, I quit in the end. Uh, I, I lost my house because of it that had to be sold and uh, ended up with nowhere to live so I, I kind of went the, a different route to most some people but uh, I never got any medical help all they did was just give me one drug after another Jamie and that, that's oh what my gosh. I, you know antidepressants uh, anti-anxiety medications tranquilizers, sleeping tablets and then after taking all those, it was like, there. oh, and then you need mood stabilizers. And it just got ridiculous until mm. at the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of been the biggest blessing in my life in many ways because it taught me to question everything. When I got out the other side, I thought, right, I'll learn, I'll become an expert in my own terms on my own condition. And I've done the same with fibromyalgia as well. Uh, and now kind of, kind of starting to look at other conditions as well. So I think, yeah, to say to people, even though you feel you might feel you're less than you should be and you might label yourself as being a brain injury survivor or, or whatever you, you call yourself or, or disabled or in, invisibly uh, ill or hidden, hidden disability, although you may put some of those kind of labels and things on yourself, don't ever give up the hope that you can become more informed and better informed than even some of the neurologists and specialists and people as well. Exactly. It's really important. Well yeah, it's really important, as I say, to anybody who's just had a concussion, is that you believe that there is a way that you are going to get well soon or, or within a, a, a gradually kind of, you know, a period of time. Because otherwise all you hear, and especially on social media, is, oh, we don't know anything about this condition. Uh, you know, people don't get better. They don't recover but we're here to tell you that you can and you will do all that and more uh, just by looking in the right places. And that's why the podcast yeah. is. <laughs> that's what we're trying to do is just <laughs> point people in the right directions, really. So there, it's good to end on a positive note <laughs> and a bit of upliftment. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it just remains for me to wish everybody out there listening uh, a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year as well. And if you're not listening and to... And Happy Hanukkah. I guess happy it's Hanukkah. Hanukkah right now. Yes, Hanukkah as well, yeah. Sorry. I, I did not know uh, that until uh, one of our, our uh, Facebook family yeah, um, of course. started posting Hanukkah pictures. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Happy Kwanzaa as well, if that's your, your thing. Um, or, or whatever. There's a few few festivals this time of year, aren't there? Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, no, very happy holiday season to all of you. And thank you for, for listening again. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, maybe in future, Jamie might come back on again and, and talk to us on a something about something else that, uh, to do with brain brain injury. Yeah, 
maybe. Sure, so, I'd like sure. That. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, um, all remains for me now is to say a very big thank you and uh, to Jamie uh, for being generous with the time today, and that's been really really enjoyable. I uh, hope you've all in, enjoyed it as much, well. Thank you very much, David. So you're most welcome. Uh, goodbye for now. Bye. So there we go, folks. Uh, wasn't that fantastic? Uh, covered qu quite a, a lot of different subjects there and there's some really great advice from Jamie. She's uh, a really uh, shining example of, of how, you know, somebody can recover even after not just a brain injury, but, you know, kind of like neck and spine, uh, other problems as well. Um, so thank you again to Jamie for that. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And uh, of course, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can do so in the following ways. On Twitter, you can reach me at, uh, the handle is at postconcussion. Or you can reach me personally, uh, handle is uh, that's David Bottomley, uh, which is at David74, uh, D-A-V-I-G-E-7-4. Uh, always happy to uh, chat on Twitter. And also on Facebook, Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Worldwide. We have a few groups. We've got Caregivers and Parents Group. We've got a group for healing and uh, holistic uh, health teenagers group, as well as the main groups. Um, so you can always contact me through there or, or on Facebook uh, through Messenger. And uh, also on WordPress, we have a blog at www.postconcussionsyndromeawarenessuk wordpress.com uh, you can also leave messages there and uh, uh, comments and there's a lot of really great articles uh, on, on PCS and, and uh, information there as well uh, resources, books and different stuff that you can look up um, so yeah, just, just contact me directly uh, I'd be more than happy to, to chat to you about anything in the podcast or anything PCS related or, or health, you know, brain health related, um, just, you know, uh, just get in touch. So thanks again. And uh, yeah, once again, uh, wish you all a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, winter solstice is already gone. So yeah, Happy Yuletide, uh, whichever's relevant to you, because we've all got, you know, kind of different ways of, uh, of celebrating this time, this cold time of the year. Okay, thanks very much, and I look forward to speaking to you all again soon. Goodbye. This is a very important disclaimer. In fact, it's not even a disclaimer. These are things that most sentient, intelligent, reasonable people actually know. And what am I talking about? In fact, in well, with the podcast that we're making... You have to be responsible. Myself, my guests and my podcast are not here to give you medical advice. We are not paid professionals. So, as society and the woke community, community dictates, we're here to say to you, any information which we put out in the podcast, anything we give to you, is not construed or considered in any legal way or fashion whatsoever as medical advice. Any reasonable person knows that. But you're always going to get one or two or maybe a few hundred people that really are just as dumb as ABC XYZ. So, please 
do not take anything we say as medical advice or any other way. Please do your own research, your own uh, just due diligence into whatever we say. And if you need, if you feel you need, if you really, because you could really trust yourself, feel you need the help, trust yourself to get in touch with your local practitioner, general practitioner, doctor, specialist, or whomever, or your psychiatrist, or whoever you're dealing with through post-concussion syndrome or any other health condition. And if I need to spell this out any more, just be really considerate and kind to yourself. And don't, please don't accept what we're saying as any kind of medical or legal or personal advice. I don't know how many other ways to say it, but I'm sure those of you who are intelligent enough will realise that, yeah, we don't give that kind of advice. And if you did want that kind of advice, you'd probably pay somebody that was really good at it to give give it to you in the first place. So don't worry about that. Uh, just enjoy the podcasts. And uh, this summit is 24 of them now, at least, and, and just, just really, really uh, have a, a wonderful time. And please get in touch if you need to. But don't worry about um, thinking that, you know, anything else. Just, just really, really enjoy what we're doing. And so much love and respect to you all. Thank you.